So during one of our faith camps, uh, I had the opportunity to meet one of the, the leaders who I haven't met in a couple of years due to COVID, and her, her name is Laura. I won't give us her name. Her name is Laura. Laura is great. Laura has uh, a very entertaining family, and she's a very good storyteller. So when she starts telling stories about her kids, you know there's a really good punchline coming because she's, she's, she's a, very, uh, a very entertaining person. But she was telling me that um, she said, oh, my husband, he loves cooking. Oh, he's great at the cooking. He loves cooking. He loves, the, um, he loves barbecuing. Actually, it's only barbecuing that he does. He doesn't cook in the kitchen. He only barbecues. But she said it's just very interesting when he, when he sets about barbecuing. Uh, so he says, oh, don't worry. He says, he says Laura, Laura, don't worry. I'm going to take care of the barbecue. I'm going to take care of lunch. And initially, Laura thinks, fantastic. That's great. He'll take care of lunch. So then what he'll do is, in order to take care of lunch, in order to, um, to do the barbecue, he'll come to her with a list of stuff that she, she needs to buy. So you know, I need burger buns, I need uh, burgers, I need sausages, I need a few steaks, uh, I need a new wire brush thing for the grill and uh, gas or coals or whatever it is. So she gets the list, she has to go get the stuff. Then when she comes back, he says, OK, any chance you could prepare the lettuce and chop up the, the tomatoes and uh, the cucumbers and you could just put the sauces into little bowls there, that'd be great. <clears throat> so she does that. He lights the barbecue, <laughs> barbecue's lighting, he spends the next five minutes turning burgers, and then afterwards then Laura has to wash up and clean up and put away, and he's there, I have prepared lunch, I have taken care of everything, and she said, I did all the work, I did everything, he just turned burgers. <laughs> and she's a very entertaining, entertaining storyteller, but this morning, just as I was thinking about uh, one particular question, which just... Uh, someone asked a, a couple of months back, uh, which just came back to my, my mind today, why do I like being a priest? Why do I like being a priest? Why do I... Well, they, they asked, why do I like being a priest? And my answer was, well, I don't like being a priest. I love being a priest. <laughs> I love being a priest. Why? And I just got this kind of image of me being the burger turner, right? And, like, the Lord doing all the hard work. You know, he does all the work. He does actually everything that needs to be done. I mean, he's the one dying on the cross. He's the one providing all the grace for the sacraments. He's the one who establishes the church. He's the one who inspires saints. He's the one who does everything. All I have to do is kind of be a dispenser of all the work he has done. So, like in today's reading, when St. Paul tells uh, the Thessalonians to stand firm, to keep the traditions we taught you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. <clears throat> He's telling us to stay rooted in, in this faith which Jesus has given us. It's, uh, or even the, the, the various traditions uh, which they had then, which we continue to our, our, our own day, uh, these are all divinely inspired. It's, it's the Lord who does all the heavy lifting. All we have to do is be dispensers of that grace and kind of not get in the way. But it's, it's all him, you see. It's all him. And the more we know that and live that, then the healthier the church is, because we live from, this, live, live from this pierced heart of Christ. We live uh, from his mercy. We live <clears throat> from his grace. We live from everything that he provides. So, as a priest, I'm a burger flipper. <laughs> as a priest, I mean, my job is, is just to pass on what the Lord has given me. And also as uh, these are graces that we ourselves live from. So in the, in the gospel, the Lord is unhappy with a merely external version of the faith. 
So living the faith on the outside to look good, I mean, it actually does great harm. You know, people who, who look like they're living the faith but internally are full of corruption or jealousy or anger or hatred or unforgiveness or whatever it may be. Uh, those who, who, who pray externally in order to be seen and thanked and thought thought good of, thought well of, that people think that they're holy or something because they pray externally well. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually awful. I mean, it's, it's, it, it harms the church. It harms the body of Christ to live like that. So the Lord is saying, okay, you can pay your tithes on <clears throat> mint and dill and so on and so forth, but don't forget the, the more important things, justice, mercy, good faith. These you should have practiced without neglecting the others. He's not saying don't pay your tithes or anything. But get, get the internals right first. <clears throat> that's where it's at. That's where, that's where real conversion is at. That's where real life with Christ is at. We get the heart right, and then everything else will follow. We've said this a, a couple of times over the last few weeks. But you get the heart right, and everything else will follow. But you get the heart wrong, and then we'll just do all the externals and maybe pat ourselves on the back for celebrating liturgies or whatever, but the heart is wrong. The heart is wrong. We'll be patted on the back for writing books and for holding conferences and who knows what. But if the heart is wrong, there'll be no fruit. So we as, as priests, I as a priest, I live from these same graces that we pass on. I live from the mercy of God. And then I'm supposed to be a minister of that mercy. I live from the, the grace of the Holy Eucharist. And then I'm supposed to be a minister of, of, of that grace, you know, the, the, the official word is confecting the Eucharist, so consecrating the Eucharist, and, and doing so reverently so that people believe that this is Jesus. Uh, I live from these graces, and then I have to pass them on, witness to them in, in my life. And that's why I love being a priest. That's why I love being a priest, because it's not about us, it's not about me. I myself draw from these, need these graces and then I pass them on. So it's not, it doesn't make me any better than anybody else. It gives me a responsibility, maybe greater than others. But I myself have experienced the same mercy and grace that I pass on. And it's, it's, just, it's, it's a wonderful way to see our priesthood. That we're at the service of God who has done all the heavy lifting, who has done all of the, the preparation, who has done all the work really. And he has us just on the, kind of the last part of the assembly line where all the work has been done by him and we just distribute what he's given to us. Today we pray for the renewal of the priesthood. We pray for the renewal of the faith. We pray that many, if we may today as well, just focus on, on priesthood, we pray that many young men will have such a relationship with the Lord, such a faith in him, that they will consider giving their lives to his service. We pray for holy priests, priests who know that they live from the grace of God and then generously and tirelessly pass that grace on to those who need it. And may we be part of the renewal of the church overall, that as we read in the psalm, that what we read in the psalm may come true. The Lord comes to rule the earth. With justice, he will rule the world. He will judge the peoples with his truth. Amen.